0: Welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac and thanks for coming back for the brand new episode. Um, I wanted to extend a special thank you to everybody who reached out to me uh, regarding my settlement for mediation last week for last week's episode. Um, yeah, absolutely funny and it was it, it was great. Somebody reached out to me um, and said it was funny that in the first two segments when I was talking, I had this Debbie Downer attitude and I wasn't really excited about going to mediation because they said we all feel that way. We all feel that way when we go into court not expecting much and our hopes are really low and um, you know we're not expecting to walk out with a huge victory, but... I love, I actually went back, I don't usually go back and listen to these episodes, but I went back and I listened to it because I was just so happy. And um, when I got on the mic and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a settlement. And I was just so, so excited. So thank you to you guys for everybody reaching out to me. Um, it was really, really cool. I'm still riding that high. Um, but I'm going to do another uh, solo episode this week because there is some fallout from that. And uh, it's, it's a... Uh, not ideal, that's what I'll say. Um before we get into it, you know I'm gonna plug my normal stuff. Please follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email me at dimmingthegaslight at gmail.com. And uh, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share the show. Uh I get a lot of messages lately of people saying, Hey, I put my friend on this podcast and they're just starting. So um, I appreciate everybody who's just getting into the podcast and going, holy shit, I relate so much to this. Uh, That's why I do this. this." So uh, thank you for that. Um, All right. So listen, there's a little bit of fallout from this mediation. And the very first thing that happened, so after I got out of mediation, I took my kids, it was a visitation day, and I took my kids out to dinner um, because I have my dinner visits with the kids. So listen to this. Uh, Y'all want to talk about the smear campaign all the time. All right. So I took my kids out to pizza. And uh, so we go to this pizza place pretty regularly. And the guy who makes the pizza knows us. And uh, so I was holding my kids up by the waist and they were leaning over the pizza counter watching the guy make pizza. And, uh, you know, they love it. And out of the corner of my eye, I see um, a woman who was actually friends with my wife, but not just friends, like childhood friends. They go back a long, long way. This girl was in my wedding, okay? And she's at the pizza parlor. And I look over at her, and she obviously sees me. It's not a big place. But we say nothing, and I have nothing to say to her. Um, my my ex, I, I mentioned on a prior episode with Mo. Um, the women that she had as bridesmaids in our wedding, she didn't stay friends with because nobody can really tolerate her bullshit. Um, but anyway, I see this girl at the pizza counter and I say nothing. I got nothing to say, you know, and this is my ex's territory. This is the town that she grew up in. This is her childhood friends. Um, I'm keeping to myself. Okay. I don't, I don't care. You know, she's not my friend, so I don't care. So anyway, the kids are watching the pizza man make the pizza and, uh, This woman starts walking out with her, I assume her husband now. I mean, at the time they were dating, but uh, yeah, it's her husband. And um, so as they're walking out, now, let me just preface this a little bit. This woman's husband is a scumbag, okay? He was uh, like, when I was still with my ex-wife, this guy was on Tinder and he was like picking up girls and stuff. And uh, my wife's friend knew about how much of a scumbag this guy is and oh man there's actually this one story where my wife's friend wanted to have a baby and this guy told her that he couldn't have a baby because (laughs) make sure your kids aren't around for this story this guy couldn't have a baby because he accidentally burnt his penis with a cigarette now people that's an std Okay, this guy is not – he didn't burn his penis with a cigarette. He's got problems. This guy's got issues. Okay, and like I said, he's picking girls up on Tinder. I'm not calling the guy a narcissist. Well, maybe I am. The guy's a fucking asshole. Um, but anyway, my kids are watching us make the pizza. Okay, and uh, these two walk out. And as they're crossing the threshold to the door, this guy mutters under his breath, keep beating women, Mac. And I heard it, and with my kids, I set my kids down, and I open the door, and I go, you too, asshole. And the guy turns around and charges me with my kids, and he wanted to fight me, okay? This is the smear campaign that is going on in my ex's town about me, that I choked and beat my wife. And this guy, in front of my children, says, keep beating women, Mac. So I... Listen, I've been through so much in these last couple of months that, granted, my kids are there and I could keep my mouth shut. But this guy wanted a problem. And I also know, please, he's not going to attack me with my kids there. But it was scary. And my kids started crying. And I probably shouldn't say anything back. But this probably be my one opportunity. And I'm sick of turning the cheek for everything to do with my ex. So anyway, this guy goes, keep beating women, Mac. And I go, yeah, you too. And he comes charging at me. And his wife is holding him back. And I'm standing there, just standing there. Like, I have no fear anymore. The amount of stuff that I've been through, I'm like, listen, I don't want to get in a fight in front of my kids. But how dare you disrespect me in front of my kids and then want to fight me over something that you heard? You didn't see me beat my wife. You didn't see me choke my wife. You're just going by a smear campaign. So I was physically attacked inside of a pizza parlor. Last week, the night of the mediation, after the settlement, because this guy has heard rumors about me. So he's going, you're lucky your kids are here. You're lucky your kids are here. I'm like, no, you're lucky my kids are here. You are lucky because I would break you. And uh, like I said, I have no fear. This guy doesn't scare me. Um, But this is the level of the smear campaign. That's just what I'm trying to tell you guys. This is the level of the smear campaign that I go through is being physically attacked in my ex's hometown in front of my children because of the smear campaign. So, uh, nothing happened. Um, I called my lawyer and I told them what happened and they said, listen, (laughs) you could go to the police and file a report and name your ex, but do you want to get divorced? And I was like, of course I want to get divorced. They're like, this will only slow it up. And they're like, you didn't get hurt. Yes, it's scary. Um, and maybe we'll work something out where, you know, pick up his, with the police or, or something. They're like, you can file a police report after the divorce is signed. They're like, but just hold off. Let's be on our best behavior. And, you know, let's, let's not file a police report. I said, okay, I'm not scared of the guy, but um, he better keep my name out of his mouth. So anyway, um, after that, I, you know, I was on, I had that adrenaline rush, but it was nice because I still had that settlement during the mediation, and I got to tell my kids that they were sleeping over my house this weekend uh, for our first weekend, and uh, it was so nice. It was so nice. I want to tell you guys a little bit about it. So uh, It's Saturday morning. Now, during the settlement, I let you guys know that um, the settlement is that I get to have overnight stays with my children, and I pick them up every other weekend at Saturday at 10 a.m., and I drop them off at Sunday at 6 p.m., So on Saturday morning at 10 p.m., my kids, you know, come up the the driveway from my ex's house, smiling, big smiles on their face. They're so excited to sleep over. And I buckle them in and into my car. And my son starts crying. And keep in mind, he's six, okay? And my son started crying. And I go, buddy, what's the matter? And my little six-year-old goes, I never thought this day would come that I'm going to be sleeping at daddy's house. He was so excited he started crying. I've never seen the kid cry happy tears, but he was so excited that he started crying. And um, I said, oh my God. And you know, I turned on my phone and I, I flipped the video camera and I went in the back of the car and I gave him a big hug and kiss. And I said, dude, I'm so excited that you're sleeping over at my house this is going to be a great weekend. Grandpa's going to come visit you. We're going to go to the grocery store. We're going to get snacks. Um, And then I said, tomorrow, I said, my son is so funny. He loves, back during quarantine for coronavirus, um, I got him into all this nostalgia stuff that I used to be into when I was a kid. And one of the things that he absolutely loves is the Ghostbusters. And in Ghostbusters 2, the Statue of Liberty comes to life and just messes up the town and saves the day and stuff. And ever since then, my son has been dying to go to the Statue of Liberty. Uh, So I told him while he was sitting in the back of the car, I said, guess where we're going tomorrow? And he goes, where? I said, the Statue of Liberty. And both of my kids absolutely lit up. They lit up. They were so excited. So uh, yeah, I I brought him to my house on Saturday and my dad came over, which was real nice. And... um, uh, we went food shopping and stuff. And, uh, so at night, you know, I get the kids ready. Oh, well, so here's, here's a good story. And I like this. And, uh, you guys are probably going to be able to relate and listen, I'm no saint, right? I'm no saint, but, um, I was, I was waiting for an opportunity to get my ex back for all the bullshit she did to me. Cause this was her first night without the kids. So at around seven o'clock, my next sends me a message on our family wizard and she says, When can I tell the children good night? And I wrote her back a message and I said, Aw, I said, Do you miss them? I said, Listen, only 41 more nights not knowing if your children know if you're dead or alive, them not knowing where you are, them having no communication with you whatsoever before I could start feeling any sympathy for you. And I said to her, I'm going to tell you what you said to me during those months is that they don't miss you and they're not talking about you. And I hit send because fuck you, fuck you for 42 days without being able to speak to my children. You can go one fucking night. And this is the first time in 10 months that I've gotten my children overnight. And I will not ruin this in, this experience with your voice. I will not. And I don't care what the consent order says. I don't care. This night is not getting ruined by your voice. It will not. And so of course I get start getting hammered with our family wizard messages. And I said, we're not home. I did the same shit she did to me over the last 10 months. Oh, we're not home. Um, they don't have their iPads. Oh, they're brushing their teeth. Oh, they're in the bath. Oh, they're already asleep. She kept doing all this shit to me for 10 months. And God forbid I do it to her for one night. And listen, in the future, I'll let her speak to the kids, but not on my first visit over my dead body. So <laughs> I didn't let her speak to the kids. And was it mean? you sh- damn right it was mean. But that's what a nurse- narcissist does, is they love this double standard where they can treat you like shit, and I had to just endure it and endure it and endure it. And I you know, had to go through our family wizard and be steaming out my ears so mad that I can't talk to my kids and so upset. And God forbid I do back to a narcissist what they do to you. So I didn't let him speak to the kids and I have absolutely no remorse over it. No conscience over it. Fuck her. Um, so my daughter is younger than my son and I put my daughter to, to bed first, right? And I let him stay up later and we, we went outside before they went to bed and we caught fireflies and stuff. And I have a beautiful view of New York City from my apartment, which is so nice. And they got to see the sky all lit up and they thought it was so gorgeous. And then, um, so when I was still in the home, um, my ex, uh, she does this thing where she, she, when she puts the kids to bed, she will not leave the room until they fall asleep. And she will spend all night long singing like Santa Claus is coming to town in the middle of like July and the wheels on the bus go round and round. And she will not leave my kids' room until they go to bed. And I swear to God, it's a two-hour process. And God forbid they wake up in the middle of the night, the process starts all over, or she just lets them sleep in the bed with her. So I laid down with my daughter and, and they slept in my bed. And I said to my daughter, "Uh, listen, I was like, are you a big girl or are you a little girl? And she goes, I'm a big girl. And I said, I know. I said, so here's the thing. I know that mommy lays in bed with you and she sings to you all night and she stays in here until you go to sleep. I was like, but because you're a big girl now and you're sleeping at daddy's house, we're going to try something new. I was like, I'm going to lay here and I'm going to rub your back and I'm going to give you kisses and I'm going to make sure that, you know, you're sleepy. I said, but I'm not going to stay here until you fall asleep. I said, you, you're a big girl and you're going to have to put yourself to sleep. I will stay here and I'll give you kisses and rub your back. But you're going to sleep. You're going to go to bed. Even if I, if you're not asleep and I leave the room, you're still going to try. Okay? And that's what I did. And she was fading and she was tired. And um, she did. She fell asleep. But then I went outside and I, I was bonding with my son. And I heard her crying from my bedroom. So I said, okay. And I went back in. And listen, it's her first night here. It's a new scene you know it's a it's a new experience so I can't I can't just force her through it so I went back in the room and I laid down and I said what's the matter and she said I'm scared And I was like well we have a nightlight and you have some warm milk and I said you know what are you scared about and she goes what if a burglar comes in and I said a burglar huh and she goes yeah I go, oh, good question and I said well I told her the story, if you remember a solo episode a couple of weeks ago, about how my laundry got locked in the laundry room and I had to crawl through the window because I'm so forgetful. You can go back and you could listen to that story on one of my solo episodes. But I went back and uh, I told her the story about how when I crawled through the window and they had cameras and they caught me crawling through the window to get my laundry. And uh, so. Um, I told her that story. I said, they caught me because I was actually doing something bad. I was crawling through the window and they caught me on the camera. And I said, do you know what else, baby? And she goes, what? I said, do you know that there are a lot of policemen that live in my building? And she's like, really? I go, yeah. And there's a code on the front of my door to get into my building, right? She goes, yeah. I go, that's to keep us super duper safe. I said, so there's a lot of policemen here. I was like, if any burglar comes in here... The front door is locked. My, you know, the door to my apartment is locked. There's a lot of policemen that live here. And I said, and daddy is here to protect you. And she did this like, you know, when kids do this crying giggle through crying, she was so happy that that really resonated with her and she felt safe and she rolled over and she fell asleep and she was out. And I was like, this is what I've been waiting for is to put my kids to bed. So me and my son. Uh, so she fell asleep, and my son was on the couch, and he's playing video games. So I go out there, and I put my arm around him, and I said, "So what do you want to do?" And he said, "I want to watch Jumanji." So we watch Jumanji with the Rock and stuff on on you know a movie, and then he goes, "Daddy, can we do something silly?" And I go, "What?" And he goes take out your phone. And he goes, I want to make faces on your phone. And he goes, we're going to make the same faces. And I was like, okay, that's actually a cute idea. So, you know, like we did a smile, we did a mad face. We did, I said, um, make a face like it's, you know, you're just coming out on Christmas day and you see all the presents on the tree and he does this big giddy look. It was so cute. So we, we like hammered out like 15 pictures. It was so funny. It was so cute. And then, uh, you know we just got to talking and we played Spider-Man video games and we watched Jumanji and it was great and then i went over and i put him to bed and uh he got into bed and he you know cuddled up and uh, i said to him i go do you know that i have been waiting almost an entire year since you were 5 years old for this moment and i said i've been waiting to put you guys to sleep to give you kisses to ask you about how your day was and uh, I was like, I love you with all of my heart. And I really want you to know how much I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And he rolled over and he just passed out like, like he's been here for a million years. You know what I mean? It, it was nothing to him. He felt safe. He felt happy to sleep at his dad's house. And it was great. And uh, so I have a one-bedroom apartment. They both fell asleep in my bed. I went out and I slept on the couch. And uh, so around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, my daughter comes out and she gets nose to nose with me at two or three in the morning, I don't know what time it was. And she goes, daddy. And I said, what? And she goes, I'm scared. <laughs> and I go, okay. And it's two or three in the morning. And I said, you know what? Just cuddle up with me. Cause I'm not going to put you back to bed. So she's on the couch with me and my daughter and I cuddled up until about seven or eight in the morning. And, uh, it was so cute. She slept with me on the couch and I just held her. And, um, we woke up in the morning and it was like my eyes just opened and she's sitting there like smiling at me because she's all excited to go to the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) And, uh, I took my phone and I took a quick little selfie and I was like, man, this is the moment that I've been waiting for. So, uh, yeah, we got ready. I put sunscreen on the kids and, uh, we took a couple trains and a couple subways and we got out to the Statue of Liberty and, uh, they absolutely love the ferry from Battery Park in New York over to the Statue of Liberty. And, um, we had a great day and I bought them, um, like little, uh, souvenirs and stuff. So I bought um, my son, uh, I, I'm sorry. I bought my daughter like a Christmas ornament and it has like the ferry and it has, um, the statue of Liberty on it. And then I bought my son this, you know, it's a, it's a statue of Liberty statue, essentially, um, a little toy and they loved it. And then, um, yeah, we had a great time at the statue of Liberty. I posted the picture on Instagram, uh, and I just felt, I felt free. It was a symbol of freedom. You know what I mean? It was, this is my kids. This is overnight. And I finally, finally, finally got them. And it was awesome. Um, so, uh, we did all that. And then, um, so I had a great time at the Statue of Liberty. I dropped them off and, uh, you know, they were, they were so happy and they were so exhausted. It was such a long day. We went to the play. There's a nice playground outside the Statue of Liberty and stuff like that. And, um, So, it was great. And then, so, I mentioned on the last episode, right, um, that I am, I'm changing gears a little bit here, but I mentioned on the last episode that I don't want to pay the mortgage anymore. There's no equity in the house. Why am I still paying the mortgage, right? So, August 1st hit, and I told my lawyer, I said, I'm not paying the mortgage anymore. There's no point, right? I was like, let her take me to court, let her file a motion, but I'm not doing it, right? So, Um, my ex sent me, I pay her the mortgage through PayPal and I sent, she sent me a money request for the mortgage and I denied it. And then she did it again and she sent me a note and she said, my lawyer still has to, uh, my lawyer said that you still have to pay the mortgage. And I wrote back, okay, and denied it. Fuck you. And, uh, so, um, that was on a Monday. That was Monday of last week. And so my lawyer calls me and goes, so I know you don't want to pay the mortgage. I said, yep. And she goes, but she's not going to sign the settlement unless you pay this mortgage. I said, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, so what do I do? She's like, well, either you pay $1,500 once or you pay ten to $20,000 to go to trial. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What a leech. What a fucking leech. And I was furious. I was so mad. And uh, so I was like, I guess I got to pay it, right? And they're like, yep. And they're like, this will be the last time. They're like, if you pay it, we probably can get you divorced by the end of the month. I was like, but, like, oh, my God. I was so aggravated. I'm so sick of this shit. So I paypal her the mortgage. And in the comment, I wrote, you're a leech. And sent it. I don't give a shit. And um, so she got the payment, and we got the signed, uh, you know, from the mediator. It's like the mediator's notes and stuff. I forget what it's called. It's called like an MOU or something. She signed it, and whatever. So um, then, so this is this is this is my ex's MO. Is that whenever any legal recourse happens and I get some sort of victory is when she goes berserk and starts doing fucking stupid shit to get under my skin. So um I had a visitation with my kids. That was on Monday, that whole situation with paying the mortgage. And then on Tuesday, I had a visitation with my kids and my kids are in therapy. Now, one of the stipulations to the settlement is that my kids and I and her are going to start going to family therapy. Um, my kids have had now two therapists. Now they want to switch us to another one. And they will not want me to continue with my therapist, which sucks because I love my therapist. And it was really hard to, to get her and find a therapist that I can vibe with. Um, but I really love my therapist. They want us to go to stop our own individual therapy because our therapists are biased to us. They want us to stop it for 90 days and start going to family therapy. So when I picked my kids up on Tuesday for the dinner date, my kids get in the car and they go, we have therapy today. And I was like, you do? And I looked at my calendar and my phone, I was like, I don't think you do. So I messaged the therapist and I was like, hey, do they have therapists today? And she goes, yeah, five o'clock. And I was like, oh shit. And then also my son had football at six o'clock. So I'm like, what is these visitation times now? I was like, now I have all these things that I have to bring them to. I don't get like one-on-one time with my kids. So I said to the therapist, I go, Hey, are you aware that, um, with our settlement, the kids are now no longer going to be continuing with you? And she goes, no, I wasn't aware of that. And I was like, well, listen, is there really any reason to continue this? If the kids, this is going to be the last session. I was like, they're not even getting anything out of it. My kids don't need to go to therapy because they're too young to articulate themselves. And she's like, I guess not. She's like, um, I was like, listen, it's not over. I'm just saying, let's skip this week to see what happens with the settlement. And she's like, okay. So I didn't go. And then I took my son to football practice. And, um, of course my next is there. And, uh, she likes to put on this big show about, you know, she like giggles and, and, you know, trying to act like her life is so great. And she's talking with the other moms and stuff. And I don't pay any attention to her. She's just annoying. Um, So anyway, after I drop off the kids, she sends me a message and she goes, why didn't you take the kids to therapy? And I was like, because they're not continuing it. And she's like, they are continuing it. And I was like, no, we have to go to family therapy. She's like, the agreement's not signed. I was like, you did this last time. You said that the agreement's not signed. I was like, you do not hold all the controls, but apparently she does. It pisses me off. And um, so... The following day then, she sent my lawyer from her lawyer another $500 fucking letter that was sent to me saying that I fired the kid's therapist and I was late to football practice and now all these other lies. And this is what she does when she loses something to do with the court. She starts throwing out allegations and wasting money. And um, uh, so my lawyer called me. And she goes like, let me ask you a question. I go, what? She goes, did you send her a PayPal message and call her a leech? I go, sure did. And she's like, why did you do that? And I was like, because she is. I was like, what's the problem with, you know, calling her what she is? She's a leech. I was like, how pissed do you think I would be that I have to pay for a mortgage with no equity in the house? I was like, because she's a fucking leech. And she's like, you just can't do it. And I was like, Okay, fine, whatever. I was like, what else are we talking about here? I was like, you call me and it's a million dollars. I'm not trying to be rude, but you got to understand I'm pissed off right now. I'm pissed off that I still had to pay the mortgage. Now she's coming at me with all these stupid allegations because I had a victory in court. And she's like, listen, be on your best behavior. She's like, you can't cancel the therapist. I was like, I didn't. I just skipped a week. And she's like, don't cancel the therapist. Um, now my ex wants money for football equipment for my son, which is another hundred dollars. She thinks she can just enter anything into our family wizard, and I have to pay it. She doesn't have to discuss anything with me. Doesn't matter how much it is, um, she can just enter anything in. So my th- my my lawyer calls me, and, and she's like, "Don't call her a leech. You have to pay for football." She's like, uh, "Just you had don't cancel the kid's therapist." She's like, "You have to be." on your best behavior because we're trying to get you divorced she's like we're trying to get you divorced by the end of the month and i said okay i was like but i'm just sick of turning the other cheek like i'm sick of not sticking up for myself i'm gonna stick up for me you know like no one else's. and um i just i'm sick of taking this shit. and she's like i get it i get it she's like but think of the big picture think of being divorced and i was like yo by the way i was like the other thing is after i after i got attacked I was like, I didn't file a police report. I was like, how safe do you think I should feel being in this town in public? I was like, somebody's going to attack me in front of my kids. I was like, we're going to add a stipulation to this that I guess now we're going to pick the kids up at the police station or like, I'm leaving Pleasantville. When I'm with the kids, I'm leaving Pleasantville. I'm not staying here just so, you know, I can endure this smear campaign. I was like, it's bullshit. And she's like, all right, we'll add a stipulation in there that you pick the kids up from um, the police station or something. I was like okay because i I don't feel safe i really don't um so yeah she called me and and she's uh you know picking i mean my my lawyer is like you got to just be on your best behavior um so i said okay so um yeah that's that's kind of where i where i left it with my lawyer um So, yeah, my my ex is still leeching off of me. And uh, so, you know, I sent her also this Our Family Wizard message. And um, she's like, are you going to pay for my son's football equipment? You know, it's supposed to be 50-50. And, you know, for the first time, I said to her, I was like, listen, we just left court, right? And I was – I just wanted to call – you know, be honest. I was like, listen, we just left court. You saw my case information statement and where all my money is. You saw the amount of debt that I have. And I said to her, you really are so short-sighted because this money could have gone to college funds. This money could have gone to football. This money could have gone to anything. When we lived together, we wanted for nothing. I had the available funds, but now I have $70,000 in debt and I have to budget my money. I was like, so you can't just send me something and say, you got to pay for this, you know? And uh, I was like, we have to discuss all finances. And I was like, and if you think it was hard to deal with your husband, now you're gonna have to deal with your ex-husband. And I'm not just gonna pay things because you entered them in there. And she's like, well, how was I supposed to know that you know what football would cost and stuff? And I was like, we'll find that information out before you register them. What all the expenses are. And I said, unfortunately, don't get me wrong, I'm not being a cheapskate, but unfortunately, sacrifice is gonna need to be made if. You know, my son wants to play football and the money's not in the account and it costs certain things. Unfortunately, listen, I would love for my son to play football, but maybe he can't do it because of these false allegations that you made. I can't pay for something if the funds aren't available in the account. It's just not possible. Uh, And she's like, I didn't cause this and, you know, your actions caused this. I was like, I did not attack you. You placed a false restraining order. I was like, listen... This is the last message I'm going to read and respond to for the rest of the day. Uh, and I did. So I'm, I i mentioned in the past episode, I'm really racking up um, unread messages in Our Family Wizard. Now I'm up to like 25 or something, you know, somewhere between 20 and 25. I just don't read them anymore. I just don't care. I don't care about her point of view. I don't care about how she feels about me. I don't care about the slander. I don't care about... You know, her calling me a cheapskate or what she thinks in terms of me obeying consent order. I don't care about anything. I just want to be divorced. Um, but the problem is, is that I, I have this fear that once the lawyers and the legal system is removed, as much distrust as I have in it, there's no checks and balances to keep her in line. And uh, she, because she's a narcissist, interprets the settlement the way that she wants to interpret it. And... Uh, Oh, another thing is is that you know, part of our settlement is that when I pick up the kids, she is to stay in the home. She's not to sit in her car or drive off when I pick them up. And on the very first visit, she's standing outside through my window trying to offer me sunscreen. And keep in mind, I said in the prior episode, I'm not allowed to, to video record anymore. That's what they told me. So um, she's trying to put sunscreen through my window. And I stood there completely stoic and just stared at her. I didn't reach my arms out to take the sunscreen, nothing. Because watch, I go and take the sunscreen. She says I, I squeezed her hand or some shit. So I just sat there and I didn't say a word. She's like, are you going to take this? And I just stood there staring at her. And she's like, hello, are you going to take this? And I just sat there staring at her. I'm not going to interact unless it's in writing. And my new rule is too, if she's outside – I mentioned in the other episode, I'm going to go to the neighbor's house. I'm going to pull my car up or I want to go to the police station and and pick up the kids there. I'm not going to interact with her. I will not. Um, So I'll go to – I'll pull in front of the neighbor's house and the kids can walk to the neighbor's house. Um, I told her, I was like, if you want me to sign this this consent order and you expect me to abide by it, you will too. I said, follow it to a T. If I pick up the kids – you stay in the house. You're not running out to go to your boyfriend's house or whatever. You can wait the two minutes. Let me buckle the kids in the car. I was like, we will have no verbal interaction. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. You're dangerous and you have to stay away from me. Um, so I will find any way to stay away from her. But she's just interpreting the consent order how she wants to interpret it. Um, so yeah, there's. she's just nuts. Um, I am, after being attacked in this pizza parlor. I am afraid for my safety. Um, that's one person that would attack me with my kids there. Um, who knows, you know, and I'm afraid of, uh, my next finding out where I live now. Um, in the court documents, I do not put where my apartment is. I don't even put where the, um, city is. My lawyer, I let her know. I said, I am afraid for my safety, and I understand that she needs to know where my kids are when they're with me. I was like, but I want it redacted from any court documents where I live. I said, I'm not filling it in. If I do, if it's like a credit card statement or something, I need it redacted. I was like, we are going to fight that. Um, she doesn't need to know where I live because, God forbid, she knows where I live. Like, <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what would happen, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. Crazy situation. Um, that was a little bit of fallout from this week, uh, from the mediation. This is not a super long episode. Um, I I have a lot going on in life, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm still banking episodes with guests and stuff, but I wanted to give you some of the things that are going on because, like I said, whenever I get some sort of legal win uh, is when she starts – turning up the dramatics and, uh, you know, just being a pain in the ass. So, uh, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So, um, guys, this isn't a super long episode. I just wanted to get some things off my chest, but, uh, I thank you for listening. I'm going to come back with some guests in the next couple of weeks and, uh, you know, it's, uh, good to keep up with you guys. So, uh, thanks for listening and until next time, everybody.